I was watching a clip of Love and Hip Hop on Facebook, and it just inspired me to say something. So, basically, a lot of people will say this is a generational curse. Like, that's a popular thing that a lot of black people like to say. And it's problematic for a few reasons. One, there are some people, like, I know Mormons will say black people have the curse of ham or the curse of whoever, and they'll say black people are cursed. And then black people will say we have a generational curse. And it's basically saying we're we're cursed because I think ham has some dark-skinned baby or something like that. And then was it the curse of Cain, the curse of Lot? There's something to do with the Bible saying that black people are basically cursed. And um, a lot of black people truly believe that. So whenever they say, without fully realizing it, like if they hear a white person say it, they'll say, oh, that's racist. But then they'll say it about themselves all the time. And one, being black is not a curse. That's number one. Number two, it's racist to say that about yourself. You wouldn't want someone else to say it. So why are you saying that about yourself? Number three, it's giving the whole thing that they said in the Smithsonian about how black people have a hard time with cause and effect. And I do think that that's true. Like they like they said cause and effect is for white people. That's not true. A lot of people understand cause and effect, but a lot of black people just struggle with cause and effect. And I learned about cause and effect in elementary school, and it was a pretty simple concept for me. And I think in a lot of instances, people do understand it. But when it comes to sociology, like how we socialize, a lot of people won't understand it. You turn on a light switch, that's the cause. The effect is the light cuts on. People can understand that sort of tactile, concrete cause and effect. But you cheat on your girlfriend, so she's upset with you. A lot of guys don't understand that. They think, you know, maybe she should be upset with for a few minutes and then she should get over it. You know, they don't understand fully uh, cause and effect as much as they should. So, yeah, I think that's um, that's one part of it. And um, another part of it is because they don't accept, they don't fully understand cause and effect, they don't take personal responsibility and accountability for their actions the way that they should when it comes to a lot of things. And I'm saying they because I think I, even though I'm black, I, I understand cause and effect and I understand culture, which is another thing I want to get into. Um, so, for example, you know, people will say like, oh, black men need to be in the home. The problem is black men are not in the home without understanding that what is a home? Okay, people say when two people have kids, that's their family, you know. But if most people have kids in their 20s, right? But the average black man doesn't want to get married until he's in his 50s. He may still have a kid or two at that age, but most of his kids he's going to have in his 20s or maybe in his 30s. He's not going to have a whole gang of kids when he's in his 50s. He's just not. I don't know any guys in their 50s that are like, oh... I'm 50 years old, and here's my, you know, fifth kid that I have. Jay-Z's in his 50s. He's got, like, two little kids. Uh, Diddy's in his 50s. All his kids are, like, teenagers. You know, and these are guys who have money. B. Diddy could have a lot of kids if he really wanted them, but he's just not. Like, he's not virile like he was in his 20s. I don't care. His 20s, his 30s, even his 40s, I'm pretty sure 
probably not 20s, they kind of slow down their 40s, but 20s and 30s, that is when people are having the most babies, and teens even. Most people are not having a bunch of kids in their 50s, and that's why they want to be settled, because they've calmed down. But the problem is, they need to be married when their kids are growing up, which is when they don't want to be married. They don't want to be settled. They're not being kicked out of homes. They don't want to be in the home. They want to be in strip clubs. They want to be with their friends. They want to be in the streets. They don't. They want to be outside. They don't want to be settled down and taking care of their family, which is what their family needs. So the cause is the men don't want to be in the home. The effect is the kids don't have a man and the woman doesn't have a man in the home. So they're going without, which leads to less income because there's one parent making the money and the other parent is out in the strip club giving it away. There's, um, or wherever, there's um, lack of structure because there's only one parent in the home every day. You know, there's a lack of a lot of things that families need to be able to fully thrive and function. And because of that, it just leads to a lot of problems in the household, which isn't good for the children. So, nor the woman. So, that's cause and effect. But because they don't fully understand that, they'll blame it on a generational curse and say, oh, none of the women in this family have ever been married. None of us ever have anything. And, oh, it's just a generational curse. So, they basically just blame it on the devil. They're not looking at it as, well, you know, the issue is not enough of us get married at a young enough age so when we're having kids, we need to teach our children young the importance of getting married. So let's instill that when we go to church, when we wake up and we pray and when we're eating and we pray. And let's instill in the young kids in our family that they need to get married. Let's talk to the women in our community and the men in our community and try to have matchmakers. In other communities, people do these things like in the Arabic community, the Arab Muslim community, they actually do that. Jewish people do it too. Asian people do it. A lot of people do these things. You know, they had a matchmaker show about um, Indian people and they were hiring a matchmaker and paying a lot of money. And it wasn't just women, you know, begging for men to marry them. It was men and women being told by their parents that they should get married. They were not being forced. I'm not saying no one is forced into an arranged marriage. But it's just that they were not being forced because it was their choice, but it was encouraged for them to get married because marriage is an important part of their culture because that's what keeps them going. That's what keeps them stable financially. That's what keeps them in a situation where they're able to better themselves socioeconomically and socially. Whereas in Black American culture, that's not what's taught. What's taught is, you know, get your education, go to school, and pray for a husband. You know, God will give you a husband or the devil will keep a husband away from you because you're cursed. And that's not how life works. It's not all of this, you know, they mystify a lot of things that don't need to be mystified. It could really be fixed if people would just think in a way that's much more practical and much more proactive rather than reactive. I think black culture overall is a lot more reactive, whereas in general, it's 
it could be a lot more proactive and things would be a lot better if people would just think ahead and plan and take personal accountability and responsibility instead of blaming everything on Satan. Because it's not a generational curse. Black people, I mean, maybe there is a curse because black people just go through so much, but it's a curse that's self-inflicted, honestly. You know, I feel at this point, me personally, that every bad thing that happens is because of black culture for the most part. Yes, there are black people who are... How you say it? Who are proactive, who do think, and who are strategic. But you can, okay, for example, on Love and Hip Hop, let me get into Love and Hip Hop. Carly Red is out, and there's a bunch of couples, but Carly Red's man didn't come, but Carly Red's daughter's son, Carly's daughter's boyfriend did come. So it's Carly Red's daughter and her boyfriend, and then Carly Red's by herself. So she's upset that Carly Red, Carly Red is upset that her daughter invited the boyfriend because she wanted to have mother-daughter time since her man didn't come and she doesn't like the boyfriend and she's like I don't want her to end up like me with this guy and then he leaves and then she's by herself like I was and everyone's like oh well that sounds like love oh she's gonna pick the sperm over the over the mom you know blood is thicker than water but semen is thicker than anything and they're all like, oh, they're in love, you know, they're in love. And maybe they are in love. But, yeah, and then someone in the comments is like, but didn't anyone hear that she wants to end a generational curse? She's not going to end a generational curse. There is no curse. Get the curse out of your mind. It's, there's no there's no curse. What it is is that they just are, this is the culture. It's dysfunctional. And the culture can change, but you have to acknowledge it for what it is. Like, I was talking to a guy, and I was like, you know, I don't, you know, he was like, oh, what about divorce? I'm like, I don't care about divorce. Everyone I know is a single mom. I know very few wives. I know more single moms than I do wives. And that's because that's my culture. 75% of black women are single. And in the Bronx, a lot of Latinas are also single moms. So, that means the majority of people are single parents. The men are single, but they're less active. The women are single, but they're more active in terms of raising their kids. I'm from a community full of single parents. Ideally, would I like to be married? Sure. But I've only ever seen a marriage and a wedding on television. I got to see both of my parents get married, and they got married at a courthouse downtown where they were living at the time, one in one state, one in another, and they got married to my parent so those are the only weddings I've seen people you know in my life talk about weddings but when they talk about a wedding they're talking about something that they've seen in movies and on television mostly almost none of us have actually been to a wedding you know my my aunt is married she married her husband she went downtown to court and got married there uh, my grandmother went to a courthouse that's how she got married I have a distant relative. She's an aunt. She got married at her house. Um, her her and her husband had already, I don't know if they built the house or inherited the house. or I don't know. Pro- I, either they bought the house or built the house or their parents bought the house or built the house. That's all I know. But I know she got married at her house in the south somewhere. 
And um, that's all I know. People getting married either at their house or at court. And very few people I know have done either. Most people I know who have children, dated the person, got pregnant, had the kids. That's what people where I'm from, that's what they do. They're not proud of that. So they will say, oh, if I ever get married, I would have this and I would have that. And they have these ideas about it, but it's based off of what they see in movies and what they see in television because none of them have actually been to a wedding. And that's just the truth. Or if they've been to a wedding, they've been to one or two in their entire lives by the time they're in their 50s. We are not a people where we go to weddings every summer. You know, I know I dated a Moroccan guy years ago when I was in college, and he said, you know, he showed me the dresses they wear in his culture and he was like, the women, and he was like, oh, yeah, they like to wear these dresses. That's why they like having weddings in the springtime, because, you know, it's not too hot, it's not too cold, and they can wear their dresses. You get married when it's, like, cold out, and it's raining all the time, and then you don't look as cute, you can't show off as much. And I'm, and he's like, and I'm just asking him, I'm like, how often do they go to weddings? And he's like, every spring, it's a lot of weddings. I cannot say there's a season or any particular customs that me and my people have around weddings. I know they call it jump in the broom, sure. But some people get married in winter, spring, summer, fall. Um, they get married whenever they get married, and they don't jump the broom. They go to court, like I said. But sure, if you actually do have money, because I know one of my aunts recently went to a wedding but again, these are elderly people. I mean, these people were in their 60s. So she went to a wedding and there were people in their 60s and they got married at their church that they go to. And they did jump over a broom or they stepped over it because they're too old to jump, literally. And um, yeah, so she saw that. And I I went to the reception, I think, if I'm not mistaken. No, I had gone to the church a week after and I saw pictures. My memory's fuzzy. I know I saw her pictures, and I know that I went to the church before. But anyways, um, yeah, she had the reception in the church uh, eating area, and she had the wedding in the church upstairs, and that was it. That's about as fancy of a wedding as anyone I know has gone to. (laughs) But they'll have all of these fairy tales in their mind about weddings because they're not being practical. They don't think strategically and they don't really think about cause and effect. The reality is you're more than likely never going to go to a big wedding because that's not what your people do. The reality is you're not going to have a man who's not going to cheat on you. The reality is, until you're an elderly person more than likely, the reality is your daughter is going to live the same way that you live because that's what people do. They do the same things their parents did because it's, in you genetically and because you witnessed it socially so the only way to change that is not for you to just instill in your child but for you and your peers to all come together and to decide that you all want to instill in your children a certain amount of values and you're gonna pass that down and that's something that can be done within black culture if black Christian and Muslims, because most black Americans are Christians, but a decent amount are Muslims, especially newer immigrants, 
if they come together and say, oh, yeah, we want to see our kids get married. We want them to get a good education and we want them to get married. So let's come together. And when we're at our place of worship, we're going to talk about different ways to make sure that the next generation gets married. For the older generation, it's already too late. Y'all are already grown. So the kids have to really talk about like what they're going to do to make sure that they can have certain things that they want. It can't be about the older people. Um, it has to be about the future and about changing the culture because the media is talking about things and changing the culture. They're making everything about the LGBTQ plus by in, by um, instructing kids in school on different lifestyles. You know, there's gay, there's straight, there's bi, there's pansexual, there's transgender, there's polyamorous, there's polygamy. They teach them about relationships in school. Heterosexual black people don't even talk about romantic relationships until you show up and you say, hey, this is my girlfriend. And then they say, ew, I don't like her. Oh, I love her. And that's about it. And then when you get older, they start asking you, when are you going to have kids? When you're a girl. And that's about it. And while you're young, they say, don't have any kids when you're a girl. And then you finish college and you get your master's. Where's the kids? Where's the husband? You know, but there's no conversations about that lead into how to make that happen in a healthy way. They just expect you to just figure it out when nobody just figures it out, you know. And that's the generational curse, if there is one. It's the lack of planning. It's the lack of strategy. It's the lack of teamwork. It's the lack of community that Black people have that revolves around doing things that will make the future generations lives better than the previous generation. And that's not the devil's fault. That's our fault collectively as a group and as a culture. We can acknowledge certain things are cultural, like we like to eat food with a lot of seasoning, or we like to dance, or we like to go to cookouts, but we don't like to acknowledge things like we don't get married because we don't think about marriage until it's too late. We don't like to acknowledge that part. We like to call that a stereotype because it's negative. But everything that's negative isn't a stereotype. Certain things are negative and they're a part of your culture. Like in East Africa, we can acknowledge that a lot of young ladies deal with female genital mutilation. It's getting much better. A lot less young ladies are dealing with that, but there still is something that happens. And we can acknowledge that that is a part of their culture. Dysfunctional as it may be, it is a cultural norm for them yet and still. It's not a stereotype. It's a cultural norm. We can acknowledge, and I've heard many black people say, oh, Middle Eastern Arab guys are so controlling of their women, they don't respect them. Now, if you ask the average woman from that culture, they'll say that's not true. They're treated very well. But many people on the outside looking in will say, I would never want to deal with that. I don't want to have to cover up. I want to be able to wear whatever I want. I don't want to have to get married young. I want to be able to do what I want and get married whenever I want. I don't want to have to, you know, obey my husband and do this, that, and affair for my husband. They would say that's too controlling. But for the women in that culture, because they're raised that way, some of them may feel it's controlling, but many of them feel it's just fine. Regardless, we can acknowledge that there are certain things that they do in their culture that are good and that work, and there are certain things that they do in their culture that are dysfunctional and that don't 
necessarily work and that may need to change. But when it's black people, we don't do that. We say, if you say anything bad about the collective of black people, you're stereotyping. But in, in, And if we as black people want to say anything bad about the collective of our people, we have to blame it on Satan and say it's a curse. When it's not, this is just who we are and what we do. And it can change, but it won't because we don't want to acknowledge that these things that are happening are basically our fault. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that.